0: Welcome to Nurse to the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. And welcome to the show. Yeah. No Philip. No dude with the headband. No dude with the headband. It's getting to be the norm. How
1: often do we do we ever. I think I refer to him as Philip, even though he always introduces himself as the dude with the headband. I don't know if that's confusing or not. That's way too long. Philip.
0: Phillips name. Yeah. They do his headband. Well,
1: the headbands. It is a long name. Yeah.
0: That likes ECW. It's the full. Name yeah, it. it's the full yeah. name. Uh, do you
1: like it when people call each other like like um, Triple H is Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and but everyone refers to him as Triple H. Or Hunter. But backstage, but well, that's what I said. Do you like that that kind of thing like the yeah, Hunter thing? Does that bother you? That's
0: not even his real name. <laughs> I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that
1: like they're showing how close they are like on a real oh, shoot? Hunter. Oh, Hunter. And it's Hunter. like, well,
0: that's not his. Hunter's my buddy
1: uh when they did the McMahon Millions did you ever hear about that you weren't watching at that time in no. 2008 they were coming up with ways to get viewership and one of the things was that Miss Vince McMahon came on like after every match and would call people randomly and real people and if you had the the pat yeah and if you had the code word which would be like at the bottom of the screen so you had to watch raw to find out what it was he would give you some money. Oh, good God. Uh, it was really cheesy. It lasted like a month or so. Yeah, it sounds really cheesy. Uh, it was like a draft episode, and at the end, which again was never explained, like props from the from the stage started falling, and the, the set collapsed onto Vince McMahon, and then all the wrestlers that were in the match ran over to help, and they had to like lift this heavy pipe off of Vince McMahon's legs. And he's looking at Triple H for the first time, I think, on TV. He was going, Paul, I can't feel my legs. So the idea was, like, it's it's real because he's calling Triple H Paul oh, yeah. and not and not Hunter.
0: Good God. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we are a wrestling podcast. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go check out all the other podcasts in the family. Future Flicks was Billion, awesome movie review podcast. And So What Nerdy Radio. I forgot the name of my other show for a second.
1: <laughs> you have so many.
0: Just too. You have a lot on your plate. Yeah, first. I do have a lot on my plate. Yeah. It's becoming more and more as I go on. Yeah. So.
1: Well, you you're the one putting the stuff I on your plate. I though. Know. You don't have to give yourself
0: more. I know. I know. I know. I think we're about to start another podcast too. So. What's really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I like this one. Don't cut this one. But this no. is not going to be one. cut.
0: This is yeah. this is my baby. I like yeah. this podcast. Okay. This yeah. is my release every week. This is yeah. my fun podcast. Yeah. Some of the other ones turn into a l- This work. Uh, yeah. Just because they're a bit more involved. Uh, yeah. This is what we would probably be doing normally. Yeah, exactly. If we weren't recording a podcast,
1: that's so. what's so nice about it. Do you think? Oh, uh, WWE has that um, that off the
0: mic, off the record.
1: I don't even know what it's called. What's that show called? Uh,
0: I can't remember the dude's name, but he has a big podcast or something. Um,
1: and I saw like a clip of it on Raw where they're just doing sound bites from it. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch it, but yeah, um, one of them was. Or there, he asked a question. Do you think there are too many? Wrestling podcast. There is way too many and wrestling and podcasts. I'm sure JBL said something very specific. I was going to ask, do you yeah. think there's now why do you think there's so many wrestling podcasts? Because we're all such dudes, smart asses.
0: Well, it's lots of dudes sit around and talk about wrestling, and then the next logical step to that is going having an ego big enough to be like other people want to hear us talk about wrestling. Yeah. I'm Which sure we, of it, and we're some of them. Yeah, but... I'm telling I know this because <laughs> this is what I did, <laughs> but why is that? Like, I
1: mean, we sit around talking about. Like, why do you think wrestling in particular has so many podcasts? Because guys sit around talking about all kinds of stuff. There's not, like, endless I, amounts of podcasts about every subject. Yeah, that but you there kind of is now. You think?
0: Like, it's, it's getting to that point where yeah. if there's a subject out there, there's a podcast about it. Yeah. Maybe not a lot, but wrestling fans are kind of rabbit. And Yeah. Kind of ego-driven in the first place, so people always think that, including us, I'm putting us into this category, uh, our theories and thoughts and reviews is the most important one and Always Right. Yeah, of course. So.
1: I think because it's, there's so much, especially right now, we're in the middle of, I I don't want to call it a wrestling boom, but compared to how it was a few years
0: ago, there's
1: so much, I can't, I... Personally, don't know how I'm even able to keep up with what I have been doing.
0: We're gonna talk there about it later, so but wrestling. the G one's going on right yeah. now. Yeah, and I've literally been tr- fast forwarding through nights of G one just to get to the G one matches. Yeah, and even someone knows, I'm like, I don't really care about either. Of well, these Well, it's crazy. So. Well,
1: yeah, we'll we'll talk about the G one, but
0: but the um, but there's not enough hours in the night. There's for not, me not to enough. Watch there, it. Yeah,
1: there's not enough time, and I think that's part of it. Is that wrestling has got so much history that you could do. You could talk for hours about just things that have already happened, and you can also ago, talk yeah. for for endlessly about just all the stuff that's happening right now. This week, so it's got it's perpetually influencing more and more content. Uh, I mean, podcasts.
0: at its base core, is supposed to be filling a need. All right, so is that people, what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, what's the point of listening? You're, you're entertained. Yeah. Um, but you're you're listening to it to hear, which I hope you're listening to it to. Uh, Because you like to hear our opinions about that. Or our opinions line up with your opinion, the listener. Um, And you just like to be justified in your opinion. Does WWE have a podcast? No, they don't. Because I
1: know uh, I was watching uh, a pay-per-view from 2000 the other day. And they showed clips of some of WWF at the time radio, which is something they had just started where it was Michael Coles hosting. And I don't know if they did it every week or they did it like on pay per view days or if they did it every I'm once. I'm surprised a they
0: don't. And though. I
1: don't know why it seems and I remember watching this like this did not last long and then they had that bite this show. WWE always kind of did stuff. I don't want to say ahead of the curve, but they mm. always kind of had stuff that kind of went away before it really Got took big. off. And I don't know why they wouldn't go back to revisiting that kind of thing. Yeah, because be really...
0: you would think they would they have some of the. I, 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 how do they do that? Do they do it KFAB? Do they do it Rumor? Well, the one that
1: I saw was Michael Cole and Mick Foley, who was the commissioner at the time. And they had people call in to talk to the wrestlers. It it I mean, Trish Stratus was on it, and she okay. was being very nice, even though she was here okay, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the same way. It's weird when you watch, um like, uh, when they do any of the documentaries on any of the guys, it's kind of half and half. Right. Where it's weird even when they would show it where they talk about the big rivalries on TV and then advertise... And show the talking heads of them backstage talk admitting that it's really not real. And I'm, I, we're all in the know. Mm. It's just that weird kind of fine line of just back and forth and you don't really notice it, I guess. It's hard for me to, to think about it outside of if, you di- if I didn't get it, you know?
0: And that's actually an interesting question just to ask people that are listening to this right now. Why do you listen to wrestling podcasts? Yeah. I mean, do you do you listen to the other wrestling podcasts? Because I do. I listen to a lot well, of yeah, wrestling that, the podcasts. The reason I
1: like to listen to it is because wrestling, I just, it's why I think there's such a negative internet wrestling community because people have a lot to vent about it, but I think more than that, it's just people like to talk about wrestling. wrestling. And if you don't have anybody to talk about, and you're in a state where I'd like to talk to somebody about it if so I can listen to other people talk about it, and then it's like you're having a conversation with other people. Yeah. That's the way I kind of think about it. And this it.
0: podcast, one of the reasons we started the podcast, because on my other show, Somewhere in Nerdy Radio, I tried to bring up wrestling on there all the time, and I kind of got shut down Yeah, a lot, because the guys that I host that show is not wrestling fans at all. Yeah. They've been on this show before, Critter.
1: Cuz and that's the, I don't think of I don't think of myself as a super wrestling fan. I know that I am. Yeah, you definitely are. But I don't but I don't think yeah, yeah. like that I am. And every conversation I seem to have, whether or not it's about wrestling or not, I somehow segue it into being about wrestling. So there's something about <clears throat> being a wrestling fan where you just perpetuate the need to talk about it. I don't know why. It's just it's just fun.
0: Yeah. I I agree. So, uh do you listen to other wrestling podcasts?
1: Um my favorite is Chris Jericho's. Um Yeah. I listen to Stone Cold's, I listen to cocabanas. Cabana's. Yeah. I listen to I don't listen like, to
0: Cocabana Cabana for some reason. I never have. I he, I don't have a problem with him, I just never listen to his show. Yeah,
1: he's really good. I really yeah. like his. Um and then all the other ones here and there depending on the guests that are on there or not. I listen um, to
0: Sam Roberts. Okay. Every week. Yeah. I've been listening to that for like 2 years now uh stone cold obviously mm-hmm. chris jericho yeah jim ross i go in and out of yeah i'll listen to it every once in a while depending on what the guest is
1: i always was a big follower of his blog him and paul and mm-hmm. the, the Heyman hustle for a long time yeah, i always keep
0: up with that and then what was the other one uh ryback's podcast yeah you keep telling me yeah. to check out ryback conversations was the big guy i think is the name of it <laughs> you
1: gotta you gotta I, say it the way he would say it
0: <laughs> no <laughs> uh it's because it's Ryback right and in uh pat buck which uh, okay. runs the Russell Pro out of New uh New York. Okay. So really good now.
1: Yeah, I like I like Chris Jericho's because he
0: um He does a little bit of everything too. He does a
1: little I actually I really don't like it when he interviews all the, the musicians, the musicians yeah. and stuff like that. I always skip those chapters in his books too. No, sorry, Chris. Uh it's not that, it's just that I'm more in, I'm You're I'm more listening in for wrestling? the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But his perspective or the way I see him, even though he he he's not a mark for WWE. I think like people kinda give him a hard time sometimes because he's always promoting wwe even when he's not working for them mm-hmm. and the way he's like hey i'm just i'm just a fan of the wwe it's yeah. not my fault like i just really like their stuff and he calls them out on stuff when he doesn't like it he does that more uh, more often than i think people give him credit for but i like when he talks about things i feel like his perspective I mean not his perspective i don't that's not the right word i don't know anything that chris jericho knows i'm he's a he's you know the first ever Undisputed Champion. I'm the guy sitting over here. Uh, on a wrestling podcast. But the way, I guess, the kind of fan he is, like the way he sees wrestling is kind of, I guess, the way I see wrestling. Like, everything, he, his perspective on the way he enjoys wrestling, I think, is the same way that I enjoy it. Every time I hear him talk about something, I'm, I always find myself going, yes, yeah. exactly, yes. And forever, like, before, even when he was doing, like, um, when he first retired and he was doing, like, all those VH1 shows and he was doing reality tv things anytime he does would do talking heads on anything any documentary things like that i'd always find myself nodding more at what he said than anybody else so then when i found that he had a podcast we was just doing that all the time i was like well yeah mm-hmm. obviously i'll listen to that yeah i just watched um we were talking about chris benoit
0: last week you know what and we didn't get any hate really yeah 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 uh we had a lot of people uh messages and say hey i enjoyed the chris benoit stuff it was yeah. done tastefully I th- which, I, yeah, I thought it was too. I th- so. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I, it's it's a it's a touchy subject to talk about. Um, but uh, I've been watching. I just on lo- so backstory of why I just bought a big lot of old WWF magazines from 2000, okay. which is right around when I started getting. I'd say I was more most. I gotten. I was heavy into the product. Like I've been watching for a while, but it's when I could definitely say that like I know everything that happened during that time. I was. I was alert, paying attention more than just kind of casually watching. I love those magazines. They were all written in KFAB, where it's like an interview with Edge and asking why did he hit his brother with right, a right, chair right. or whatever. It would have been Christian, but that kind of stuff. I'm going through the magazines and it's gotten the spark, so I'm, I've been re-watching all of the shows from 2000, watching the Raw's and SmackDown's so and all the pay-per-views. And it's weird how layered their rivalries are. It reminds me kind of how Roman and Braun have been booked this year, where they've had a rivalry going since January, but they haven't been exclusively right. working with each other. They kind of, they mess with each other and then they go off, fight other people, and then they remember that they're not through with each other and they fight each other some more and they go back and they kind of weave in and out with each other. The WWF in 2000 was doing stuff like that all the time. Particularly, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit had this weird, like every other pay per view, they wrestled each other. And then in between, they'd wrestle somebody else, and they had this big dramatic rivalry. Then they'd come back and fight with each other. Everybody was kind of, if you, it was like it's like the uh, the Charlie Day uh, grid map where everyone's kind of lined up with a bunch yeah, of yeah. people all at one time, and it really worked. Um, I like that better than the whole. Well, now I'm mad at you, so I don't care about anybody For the else. Next two months, I don't me like and that kind of, each And other. then they eventually forget about it. It's, yeah. it. I think it's more realistic when you have kind of a, a juxtaposition to a lot of different people. And they had like a it would escalate, which ended up where at the Royal Rumble they had that great ladder match in New Orleans, which I asked to go to and didn't get to go to because my mom was mean um which was one of the i'd argue one of the best ladder matches of all time, but they had a a submission match at fully loaded no 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 no, no. that was at that was at judgment day they had at fully loaded i'm I'm mixing stuff up now, see that's the thing is that there i've watched i' watched like five of them in a row, fully loaded is where Chris this shirt. week. Yeah, this week. No. Yeah. That's all I've been doing is watching.
0: Uh, You're supposed to be watching G1. Well,
1: so I'm working on, I don't want to say Man Cave. That's, that's gotcha. That seems like, but just like the room where I keep all my wrestling stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of what I pl- put on in the background. People put on music, I guess. Whenever I'm working, I put on wrestling pay-per-views. It'd be kind of hard to put on a G1. I know all the commentary from all the pay-per-views from 2001 in particular by heart. Like, I can recite it. It's it's like listening to sports, Mm
0: -hmm. like like sports
1: radio to me. Um, like I would I would legit listen to JR and King just on the drive to work, just listening to them call matches. I could picture all of it in my head. That's kind of what I do. I do like I'll paint or I'll tear stuff up or whatever, and I just have them talking about it behind me. And that's what I've been doing uh, this week. They had it's weird when the mid card is like Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. And Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle like that's your that's your low card, yeah, um that is weird it's it's I try to think of the have that perspective when I'm watching stuff now because people don't people like to hate on the product and there's really so much talent in the company right now, and that same kind of thing arguably I would say is going on w w f two thousand had the best roster. I think they've ever had because of that kind of thing. But it's also weird because they also had the high crazy angles. So something will happen where Shane McMahon falls 50 feet from the sky, where they have like a Braun Panties pillow fight match. And then Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit go out. And it's not that they don't get a good reaction, they get a great reaction. But it's kind of like they have this like middle rivalry where the audience isn't as invested. And they're doing all of this crazy stuff. Um, and doing all these like dragon suplexes and all this stuff where people keep landing on their head with like John Cena did this week which we'll talk about later. Uh, it was just really, really good. Fully Loaded in particular is just a really, really good you I'm going to watch
0: it because you messaged me good God at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Because that's what I was doing, yeah. <laughs> uh, is you really need to watch 2000 Fully Loaded. Now
1: that one isn't that one doesn't have Benoit and Jericho. That one has Jericho and Triple H and a Last Man Standing match Oh, well, which I'm is good. really good. Uh, the Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. And uh Chris Benoit.
0: Okay, we're back, there was a bug flying around the room, so <laughs>
1: uh what what were we talking about? Fully loaded, two thousand fully loaded, loaded two thousand. Go watch it. WWE Network, nine ninety nine, totally worth it. It's worth it, in my opinion, to go by the network right now just to watch this one specific pay per view from two thousand.
0: I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, do you not have a subscription to the network?
1: Well that's there are way more wrestling fans than there are people who have subscribed to the network though. It's a weirdness. I don't understand why. Why would you not? Because it's got ECW, WCW, AWA. It's got all kinds of stuff. Um, NXT, all kinds of things that you. I just don't understand if you're a wrestling fan why you wouldn't have
0: the, the network. Even if even if you, even if you don't you like the, the WWE, like, how do you watch to, like, the like pay per views and stuff? They don't watch the pay per views. I don't understand. So do you have a subscription to
1: New Japan? No, I've been watching it based on somebody else's subscription. Wow. But other people watch my WWE Network subscription, so I think that's how it, that's how the world works. Every subscription that exists, somebody else is watching it that doesn't own it. Right? Isn't that kind of a rule? Yeah. You pay it forward. Sure. Um, but yeah, this pay-per-view is really great. I recommend it. Specifically, my favorite, the best match on the show, which is going to be weird to you, is Val Venus versus Rikishi for the Intercontinental title. I see okay. in a cage match phenomenal one it's of my a cage match it's a cage match that year there's a cage there are two hell in a cells and i think like three or four cage matches on pay-per-view in one year okay. which is why wcw clay's
0: uh wcw closed the next year because right. yeah. ww was just killing it i was watching it that year 2000 yeah. i was watching i just don't remember a lot from it
1: Just everything is good and so like the opening the opening match is like a mixed tag of trish stratus with tess and albert against the hardy boys and lita and the reaction, involvement, story, development, everything in, in that first match feels like it would dwarf the average main event of WWE now. Just from the energy and the speed and the pace and all the kind of stuff that's going on. And it's just like an opening intergender match. Now it's Lita and Trish, Hall of Famers, the Hardy Boys, and then Tess and Albert who aren't, you know, you know, Giant Bernard's nothing to, to mess with. And Tess, you know, wasn't bad. Did you watch did you ever watch um Albert when he was in New Japan, when he was with Carl Anderson?
0: No, not at all. Really. They were really good. Um I I think I like him better with Luke Gallows. Now? You like him better
1: now with I, Luke Gallows? I, no, not now, I think <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know. I don't know. Do you do you are you trying to tell me that you think that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows may have been better when they were in New Japan than they have been in the WWE lately? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I am Grace? definitely saying that <laughs> You're a big New Japan mark. I,
0: I am. I am. And I, I become more of a New Japan uh, mark every single week. Yeah. I really do. Uh, there's just so much of it that I'm catching up on now. Are you upset and... that
1: you didn't get to go to the California show?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a good show. If it's coming to New Orleans around here, I will make sure I'm They're going. coming
1: to New Orleans for a wrestling. I mean, they sh- they should
0: be. They should be. They might not. But if they're going to be and doing... I will be there. Stateside shows. Even yeah. if I miss WrestleMania, oh, I will go that's to the New go- Japan. That
1: is the must thing. Yeah,
0: So... Definitely. I mean, I'm obviously going to WrestleMania, but if I had to choose between the two, I would go to a New Japan show.
1: Well, it's because you don't know how where the future will hold, mm-hmm. and that's they something that never, you never get here to see. Again, so,
0: and now, mm-hmm. like some of my favorite wrestlers ever are in New Japan, yeah, because i just love him now so
1: i don't like kenny omega as much as you like him but he's, he's i like any I, I don't
0: even know if kenny omega is one of my favorites he's yeah. one of my favorite are you he's... glad that he
1: won the u.s title were you yeah, bowling for him in that tournament
0: so we didn't talk about it on the podcast um but they had the g1 american special they didn't have any g1 climax matches on no it No but... G1, matches which is weird because they had what the is... u.s title tournament said and for people that don't know what is the g1
1: the g1 um so you want to go like full tilt go back and tell this history of this tournament it's just just a really big long grueling tournament um two blocks two blocks uh well part of the history of new japan is all about tournaments yeah it's a that's their approach to showing off the abilities of their heavyweights is that look this guy can wrestle every day for like two weeks straight and it's come at, like, that's, really hard to watch. Know, that's, it's very grueling. Once you um, really
0: start thinking about watching the matches and going, oh, I know what that dude went through last night. Yeah, or exactly. two days ago. That and, starts to get. But then really... they also
1: don't do every match is wrestled like it's a main event. Yeah. Position match with like a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of um, energy, and a lot of pain going on. Uh, and then they're longer and longer. They do it now where they have a lot of like undercard matches. So that the guys can rest more. So instead of it being two weeks long, it's a four week long tournament. And that's crazy that they have matches almost every day for four weeks. Yeah,
0: I can't keep up with it right um, now.
1: It's a lot it's a lot to keep up with. That's that's the the negative side about it. But it's also just crazy how it makes it when whoever wins the tournament wins that it really is a big deal that they've gone through such an ordeal to get to that position. It used to be what I felt like as a kid the King of the Ring was But it's what it really actually is. It's just just nonstop hard hitting, strong style wrestling. It's got just a lot of great. It's and it's the heavyweight division too. They have one for the tag division. They have one for the um. We
0: talked about earlier. Junior heavyweights, heavyweights, and they
1: have one for um, kind of like an open gate where anyone can kind of compete. And though the heavyweights just across the board in wrestling has really lowered, WWE had to make their cruiserweights lighter than they were before. Because most of their heavyweights are barely heavyweight. Seth Rollins is not a heavyweight. AJ Styles is not a heavyweight. Finn Balor Finn is, is, is not a heavyweight. Not. But then, so this is the uh, a heavyweight division in New Japan. But then, Zack Sabre Jr., who's in it for the first time this year, was in the Cruiserweight Classic right. last year. Kota Ibushi, you know, junior heavyweight champion, is in the... I mean, now, they've put some weight on. Kenny Omega um, was their junior heavyweight. But you can tell yeah. that he... He actually bulked up. Yeah, he wasn't just like, I'm a heavyweight now. It's like, no, he really did put weight on. So this is is a tournament
0: that has uh, 20 people in it. Yeah. Separated into two blocks. And the way it works, every person has a match. It's around Robin. They have to wrestle everybody in their block. block. And whoever two leaders from that uh, face each other at the last G1. Oh,
1: yeah. Which I think is August 13th this year. Yeah. And then whoever wins that. Gets a guaranteed. It's kind of like the winning, winning the Royal Rumble, where you get a shot at the champion okay. on their biggest show.
0: So I have a question about that because the champion is in this tournament. Mm-hmm. So if Okada wins, what happens? Nothing. He just wins the G One. He, he just gets to go look how much.
1: It's it's happened like once or twice really? before. Okay. The champion is almost always in it. That's what's weird about it. the uh, the New Japan Cup, which happens in the spring. That is for who is no one whose champion is in it, and whoever wins can fight can whatever challenge champion whatever champion they want. They want. Yeah. G1, the G1 is just about ex- showing off who's the best. It's about pride. They give the winner a shot at the championship, but it's not about like an underdog finally getting the shot. of it. It's about yeah, you yeah. deserve it because you were clearly the best because you won this damn tournament.
0: And they get a what? cool trophy
1: too. They get a, You get a cool trophy anytime Everything. you win anything yeah, in yeah, Japan, they, which they do. which is so great. Um, Even if you, you successfully defend your title, you trophy. get to keep your belt and you get a little trophy. It's nice.
0: So yeah, the the G1, so like I said, it, it goes on pretty much every night for two to three weeks, something like that. It has been so good. Yeah. Every single match has been, been really good. amazing. And there's guys standing out in the tournament that just really never stood out before. It's
1: funny you're saying that because I feel looking at the matches that they've had, they haven't even hit the good matches yeah, they in haven't the hit tournament some, yet.
0: Yeah, Even me looking at the list, uh, I'm like, ooh, some of these are going to be really great. They're
1: going to have Omega Okada again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to already say that Omega's going to beat him. Yes. And then he's going to... And I think Omega's going to win the whole thing.
0: I think so, too. I think it's going to be between him and Tanahashi.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to... I think it'll be Omega for B-Block, but I think that... Um, I actually think Kota Ibushi's going to win. Which is
0: Kenny Omega's old tag team partner. Yeah, back yeah. when they
1: were junior heavyweights. And like DDT, like not even in New Japan. They, I think in New Japan, too, but they weren't known for that as much as right. wrestling together for years before they got to New Japan. And Kota Ibushi's technically, I don't even think... In New Japan right now. No, He's an outside. I don't think so, yeah. Which is weird. He's been wrestling as Tiger Mask uh W for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. It's nice that he took that off, even though he still wrestles the same way same in way. Zach it's Zach just way. I yeah. can just, you know, appreciate it more. His match with Tanahashi was awesome. All the matches have been great. But I think it might be Ibushi versus Omega in the final. I'm looking I know that no one you don't like Zack Saber Jr. No, no, My Girlfriend I, I, doesn't like I don't Zack Saber Jr.
0: My wife does not like Zach Saber Jr. Why not? She finds him boring. Boring. Yeah. What? He's more of a technical guy. He's not very yeah, flashy. He's a or anything like that. Wizard. I like watching it because I like to see like definitely a different style. That's my. That's, that's what all I like what about I'm it.
1: About. He um he wrestled almost every show that I saw when I went to Orlando at all, like the WWN shows and things like that. He's got three belts now. He's the PWG champion, the uh, Rev Pro champion, I believe, and um, the Evolve champion. Okay. So he has three world title belts, which fit nicely on his very gangly frame. And I like, he's just very different from everything, everything. you see as a wrestling.
0: Like, just as a wrestler. Because it was the first night of the G1, he fought uh, Tanahashi. Yeah. Which was a great match.
1: I know. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, you see him and you think, this guy can't, isn't going to be able to beat up anybody. That's kind to of to a, a, a harsh a thing pretzel. to say, is that he, but he uses that. That's part of his story, as as, I guess the point is. He comes out and you already know, well, this guy's different from everybody else. And then he also wrestles different than everybody else. So he stands out. So every time, even if, and he just turned into one of my favorites because every time I watch a match, I know that this is going to be different than all the other matches on this show, especially in New Japan, because he's such a, a grounded, technical, like, twist up kind of wrestler. It's like early Daniel Bryan matches where... It's just about, he doesn't want to win by pinfall at all. He wants to just see how much, how many ways he can manipulate your arm to twist as many ways as he can.
0: Which is, uh... It's weird that he's in Suzuki Gun.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. That's, Suzuki that's Gun itself is really weird. Yeah, though. it really is. Explain to me why anybody is in
0: Suzuki Gun. Especially the guy that sings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um. So speaking of Suzuki, Suzuki and Kenny Omega's match from the second night, mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah, every every Suzuki match is good. Every Omega match is good. It it's it's it seems like almost boring to say. It Was like yeah, they had a match, and guess what? It was awesome. It was awesome. But it was, but it was kind of one of those
0: things because it was so early in a tournament because this is my first g1 just like it's been my first like everything so far yeah was, uh, okay Japan. i haven't even really thought about that yeah. so i'm thinking like these first early matches are going to be well slow like it's take it easy well that's the know, thing a is that bit of, they've you know, expanded
1: this. it longer so that they can go more full tilt on each thing yeah,
0: every one of these matches so far has been could mainline a wrestlemania like they're wrestling like at a level of giant of pay-per-view. how uh,
1: they're all right they're the last match on every one of these they've gone fourth gear yeah it's weird last year um i remember reading after it was about halfway over and the kind of sentiment online at least for a while was like that it was kind of underwhelming that it wasn't really it wasn't meeting the expectations of the previous where were like nakamura and tanahashi were wrestling each other and aj styles and uh all those all these kinds of crazy dream matchups kept happening in the tournament and then last year was more about elevating new talent and at first it wasn't they weren't knocking him out of the park as they would but then by the end of it when kenny omega won the whole thing and, and it was just him naito uh ishii uh and even goto who ended up coming at the end and i'm not i don't really like Haruki goto which i know is not why are you shaking your head at me there are a lot of people that don't like him they <clears> think he i like him I, like he, like a... I
0: only started paying attention to him during the g1 um it was the first night it was goto and uh ishii well
1: it's got that's Ishii, though. Ishii yeah, every makes other match every match that, yeah. He's Ishii, so he is underappreciated. so awesome man. That yeah. dude is amazing. I know. Him and um watch he's got two never open weight matches with um Honma from 2015 I think uh where Makabe was like supposed to be never weight was supposed to be defending the belt and he had to relinquish it because he got he was sick and that's how new japan works where if you can't defend your belt then you give up your belt and they have a open title match for it and both of those matches with them are ridiculously awesome go watch that go watch it not me i'm not i'm not even talking to people listening i'm talking specifically you
0: um pretty much every homework man uh okada's had there's so much wrestling
1: you haven't seen
0: yeah i know that okada i i appreciate so much more every single time i see one of his matches because it doesn't matter who he's having a match with yeah it is good.
1: I'd l- I just... He's such a... He's not really... He doesn't ra- wrestle what I'd call a Japanese style. Nah. uh uh-uh. um, He's very... I don't want to say catch-as-catch-can, but more 90s traditionalist kind of under, like, junior to... Like, a low heavyweight. I don't want to say, like, a Bret Hart. I want yeah, yeah, yeah. to compare a Bret Hart, but that... Like, he he reminds me of, like, a video game wrestler, and that he has a stock move for every situation... But they applied all of it, which I mean, I don't know. I guess you could apply that any wrestler. Everybody, yeah. but uh, he just it just some comes off of just more more calculated. He's got my I think he's got my favorite move of anybody in wrestling
0: right now. His uh, drop kicks too awesome. It's it's pretty much the best drop kick I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it, there there are a lot of you can make an argument for a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, but, but
0: it, it's just something about the way he does. He the pops flip, out, and he pops out, and it can come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's always there. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. So Okada is not somebody that sticks out in my head in this tournament. He's the, the champ. He, he's the champ. He, he should he stick out. awesome. Yeah. But I, well, I'm not surprised by his... If yeah. he
1: won, it wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't surprise me either. And I think that'd be interesting a the storyline, because I think everybody right now um, is convinced that Omega's going to win. Like, mm. oh yeah, Omega. What if he wins?
1: It'd be interesting... See, now I'm thinking about how interesting would it be if Okada edged out Omega, but in the tournament, Omega beat Okada. Yeah. And then so Okada can say... So Omega could say, you I won... But I still think that I deserve a shot at the and belt drag, because of that. And
0: they keep on dragging it. But that I think the
1: idea bit. of Omega winning two back-to-back...
0: is a good story. Is a
1: good for a back-to-back yeah. make. Because I think we all assume, especially after the draw from Dominion... Yeah. ...that WrestleMania 12 the has got to be yeah. the rematch. So you do a mirror image of G- Omega won last year, he wins the G1 this year. And Omega fought him last year, he's going to fight him again this year. But this year it's different. Different. Yeah. Um, I so, like that kind of story.
0: Before we go into the break, the uh, the only other person that really kind of stood out in my head because I never really paid attention to him before was uh, Tomatonga. Well, he's a tag team wrestler. Yeah, tag team guy. So. Well,
1: it's he was kind of um, like the the low card Bullet Club member. He's one of the one of the original guys. Um, is he? He's uh, cousins was Roman, huh? His dad's Haiku. They, I, I don't know how. So I don't know what the somewhere. relationship yeah, is yeah. between all of them. I know that they're related <clears> somehow <throat> because. Uh, Tongaroa wasn't there up until, like, I think he showed up for Wrestle, like, around uh, winter of last year. Okay. So, before that, it was him and um, Bad Luck like Filet. Um, they were kind of the, the six-man Bullet Club group um, under the underneath the Young Bucks and right, right. Omega and things like that. There have been so many people that have been in the Bullet Club at this point. So, it's not it shouldn't be that surprising for him to stand out so much as a singles wrestler. It reminds me of Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson, I think, is very underrated... As a single star, he just doesn't get that spotlight on him as much because he just really works, or known to be working as a tag team. The good person. brothers, yeah, nerds, nerds. Do you think that'll get over? No, he's been doing it for a year. <laughs> I don't
0: think they're ever going to get over.
1: <laughs> They've been tag champs. I like. I mean, people oh, still throw up, people still throw up the too sweet when they come out. I guess nobody cares because they see it. Re-
0: nobody cares. No, they're they're there to job out to everybody now.
1: That's what they did this week. You put too much stock in wins and losses, Chris.
0: No, I put too much stock. Wins in and losses making don't matter. stupid or not in WWE, and they look stupid. They're in, in a rivalry
1: with the Revival and the Hardy Boys. No, they're
0: not. No, the, the Revival and the Hardy Boys are in a rivalry. They are jobbers to make each one of those other teams look good. Okay, can't disagree with me. I'm not. We're, sa- we're gonna just, go ahead I... and take a break. Okay, <laughs> you're done. Uh um, right, We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about SmackDown and Raw this week, and uh, we'll be right back do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of googling it and did you ever wish you could get some random nerds opinion on those movies well your wishes have come true i'm billiam from somewhat nerdy and i have a new podcast called future flicks where i talk about every movie that's coming out during the week and i throw in some opinions facts and even the occasional recommendation so check out future flicks on the somewhat nerdy podcast network Good journey, nerds.
1: I'm going to ask you a question that you don't know the answer to. It might make me seem dumb for not knowing this, and if you're listening and you understand the difference, but I wanted you to explain it to me. What is the difference between copyright and trademark? I have no idea. I had a, I had a, um, as a kid, I had a WWF poster that had all kinds of wrestlers on it, and it, like, wrote, like, all rights reserved or whatever, like, the little fine print at right, the bottom. Right, right. It had like the rocks, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, blah blah blah, Kane, whoever. Um, and every single name out of like a dozen names had the little copyright C behind it, except the Undertaker, which had the trademark logo behind it. And the I don't TM. know. Yeah, but why is why is Undertaker trade like what goes into? I don't understand what any of that means. I don't. I have no
0: idea. I have a trademark. We have a trademark on someone nerdy.
1: But what does that... Explain what that even means. Do you know what that means? Yeah,
0: I know what it means. Nobody else can use it without them paying us.
1: Is it about the payment, or is it about the rights to use it, We
0: own the rights to period. Okay. Nobody else can use uh, and make money using somewhat nerdy.
1: Okay. It's like, okay, so... But I don't
0: know what the difference would be with a copyright.
1: What, could they say somewhat nerdy with, like, an I instead of a Y?
0: No, I can sue for that, I'm pretty sure.
1: But why is, like, why is Taz and TNA, T-A-Z... And in WWE, T-A-Z-Z, and that's okay. I have no idea. Why is Rhino spelled with a Y and then an I, but then the Dudley boys have to be Team 3D when they go to TNA? Like, what goes into I'm all that? I'm shaking my head
0: like y'all can hear and me. And then CM I Punk no gets
1: idea. to be CM Punk still.
0: Yeah, but he was CM Punk before, wasn't he? He was CM Punk when he was in uh, The Ring of Honor.
1: But, like, what goes with that or not, though?
0: I don't know. You, you Maybe we should talk to a lawyer.
1: I mean, I guess.
0: Or I somebody, just think
1: it's weird. I don't understand, like, why is this okay? Why when I'm watching old WWF pay-per-views, this Kid Rock is so greedy that they don't want to pay him that they had to change the American Badass theme song for the Undertaker. That makes but sense. But then I to get make. to hear a Cult of Personality all the time. That's
0: a music license thing. And so the it's license just it's, can be it's a, just a, band, band time to band. It's, uh, it's probably a time frame. They they licensed out the music for ten years or something like that. And now well, they don't. Well, no, have it's the weird. License. Like, um, or it, they didn't have a transferable license, so they had license to play it on TV. Now they're replaying it, they don't have the license okay. for that. That I do understand.
1: I know that in 2007, WWE's been using... This
0: is the weirdest conversation pop... we've had on here.
1: <laughs> well, WWE's been using pop music on their pay-per-views since 2000. Right. And like in 2007 specifically, every copy of it that I would buy that year, the music that they would play as the theme song for it would be some kind of stock... Jim Johnson written thing that they kind of latched onto it, which was not what they originally played. It's like, this isn't Puddle of Mud. This isn't Kid Rock or whoever it was. Limp Biscuit, Shine Down. What do you think of the top 10 most used artists by WWE R? Saliva. You just said all of them. Puddle right there. of Mud. Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Unfortunately. Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have used more than one Madonna song, which is weird, but like, okay. But then Cindy like, Lawford. but then the next year they're all on there. Like why I have like, no that idea. year they just decided we're going to give that budget to pyro. We're not going to give it to, to, to licensing no the clue. music onto the thing. No
0: clue. If somebody does know, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Please do. Please do. I really just honestly want to know. So let's move on to raw. Raw. Raw was good this week. Monday night. Raw. Raw has been good for the past three weeks. It's weird.
1: So, uh, do you know who, who John Canton is? He does. He he was one of the first like bloggers, I guess, that I got into when I first got into reading about wrestling online. And he has a thing called the John Report, and I still kind of, I still occasionally will read it. He always he reviews Raw and SmackDown and all kinds of stuff every week, and he always gives a rating. And it's always kind of just matter of factly. Like he's never hating on anything. He's just like, well, this this week was average. It was you know, it wasn't a spectacular Raw. And he and I've heard him kind of explain like. If it was a really, really good Raw, to me that means next year I'm going to go, remember that Raw last year where this happened and this happened and this happened? And if it was bad, it means that I didn't enjoy it and I didn't want to watch it. And if it's middle, it means it was good. But like two months from now, I won't remember anything that happened on it. Right. So from that kind of perspective, what would you say the last few weeks of Raw because I think it's been good but I feel like part of that is because I feel like there's been so much bad, bad on it now that it just, just, it just wasn't bad. Yeah. Like case in point, did you think that it was silly that the main event was the big show and cast and not Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus Braun
0: Strowman? Of course, because that was a stupid Because when that
1: started showing, I was like, isn't there another hour of the show left? What are they going to do? Oh, I forgot about the you know, seven-foot battle of the Giants. I didn't like, watch I forgot that, that didn't even happened. I
0: didn't watch that. You didn't even watch mm. that? No, I didn't at all. I turned it off before that.
1: So that's what I'm saying. It's not going to get it. like like you're like. Well, this is the climax. Yeah, it's all I think downhill. It and guess it what? Right it that. did. It did. You don't need to watch anything that happened after that. So what
0: happened in the Big Cass and Big Show match?
1: Um, they were f- wrestling really strangely. It's it's weird. It kind of felt like that same kind of disconnect of Big Show shouting at Cass and him being intimidated and not knowing
0: what to do. Was big Show, st- I don't know, uh, uh, screaming out the uh, the calls. Was well, I wasn't. I didn't hear any of that. But God. um. Cause that happened last week. I don't know, th- two weeks ago.
1: It was. I mean, I I kicked me in the ribs. It felt like it mattered to me. I'm going to block it.
0: <laughs> it. Act hurt. Act hurt. This is what he was saying mm. in the ring. It's called direction, Chris. Yeah, I didn't realize that, but he there didn't was have no subtlety about yeah. it at all.
1: <laughs> well, he's seven foot two, Chris, and you can't, can't, can't teach that. You can't teach that. Continue. Um, I'm sorry. So it felt like it's weird. They've had. S- I don't want to like start lobbying to the, that I like the Giants on Raw because I do appreciate, but because they've kind of gone so against it within the last few years of having so many smaller guys, the the like the heavyweight kind of highlight on Raw for the last few months has been interesting to me because it just stands out. I liked the idea of the Big Show versus Cass and it being a brawl. I didn't expect it to be a technical masterpiece because i get that enough now that i'm okay with that kind of thing and it's weird for me to admit that because i really hate i i don't i can think of like maybe two or three big show matches that i've ever really liked because he's just so plotting i always feel like he should just win right away or lose right away no big show match should go longer than five minutes it was interesting but then enzo like interfered and yeah so cast won but then big show knocked him out and left him laying, and then that's how it ended. And I don't know because it's Why not like is, is that, that the main the, event. I don't know because they wanted the hour two to have the better main event than the third hour because they lose viewers by the third hour. Yeah, but then you the, would the have the f-
0: the triple threat match was really good too. The, the triple threat match was it was great. awesome. Yeah, so I'm interested to see when we put Braun into you, you know, just uh, like Roman Reigns, <clears> Brock Lesnar into that mix. How good that match is going to be. I do like Roman Reigns, and I'm glad he's in an actual storyline that doesn't suck. So.
1: Yeah, Roman Reigns has been fine this whole year. Yeah, Just yeah, yes.
0: G- hate on me all you want.
1: I there's I've not I have nothing to complain about Roman Reigns
0: at all. At all. Yeah, I I agree with that. The only For the thing whole he plays that he
1: exists, and that's a silly thing to be upset about.
0: They haven't strapped a belt on him yet, which I think is going to happen at SummerSlam but So is it Braun or uh, Roman wins at SummerSlam? Do you think they're taking it off Brock? Yeah, I think they're taking it off. Brock. Why do
1: you think they're taking it off Brock?
0: Multiple reasons. I don't know if you watched UFC recently, but I think he's going back to UFC and his contract's up after this.
1: His contract's up after yeah, SummerSlam. After SummerSlam. Yeah. That
0: doesn't even make sense. Yeah, Why I would know. his contract be up after I don't SummerSlam? Know. It's either a- after SummerSlam or a little bit after. I don't think they're keeping. I would about think that him. they would keep him through at least WrestleMania. <clears throat> I don't think so. He ain't gonna last that long.
1: I don't know. I think that they're gonna. I think they're keeping. The him rumor Brock. is
0: right now that he. He has to quit wrestling right now. He has to re-estate himself in UFC. He's got to serve six months of his suspension. Still, he's got from the Mark Hunt fight Uh um, from last year. Yeah, he didn't have to serve the rest of the suspension because he retired. Okay, but he's gonna come out of retirement to fight John Jones.
1: But if that's true, if that's true, if and this is Brock Lesnar's last fight, why are they doing a fatal four way? I don't know. Because that feels like it's to protect. That's to protect for, the champion. That for, way you can beat the champion without actually really being the champion. For one the thing odds are against him and like that. Brock is
0: known to phone things in when he's on his way out of the company, so this might be just to take all that off of him.
1: Well, and well, that's
0: stupid though. I mean, that's not you, stupid. Even it's... if
1: he phones it in, someone beating Brock beating Lesnar him. alone, yeah, even yeah. if it's a bad match, it doesn't matter. that. It's that the next night you go, I'm the guy that beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I that's agree. better than yeah. I won the match that happened to have him in it. So
0: I think... You think he keeps it? I think he keeps it. Really? Mm-hmm. So when we do our picks in a couple weeks, you're going to pick Brock-, Brock I'm
1: picking Brock Lesnar. Huh.
0: Unless something crazy happens and I
1: find I'm out... If I'm going to pick Roman. If I read online before that he's definitely quitting, quitting, yeah. then I won't.
0: But I think that that's speculation. And they even gave this... No, not speculation, because they even said it on Raw. If Rock loses the belt. But that could be that could be playing I realize that off. Now. I realize that story and everything like that, but this is a good way to get him off the show. It just seems so lame. Yeah, well. But
1: also, because, because it seems lame, that seems like something exactly they might do that, do that to him because they're like, well, f- this guy. Yeah. So maybe. Huh. SummerSlam's Slam's into such a weird... This is not the show that I thought it was going to be. This is such a weird... The, the Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, did you watch that? Yeah, the- I did
0: watch that. What is, Why are they what still getting... I completely forgot about that until you said that. Why are they still getting <laughs> well, three finishes? It's just
1: like, these are the... It's not even that. These, I've been watching wrestling for most of my life. These have been, by far, the worst executed ref bump-like screw-up scenarios that I've ever seen. But one it thing, feels I think like, Kevin Owens
0: really punched him in the face. I
1: was going to say, it feels like, it doesn't feel like these are scripted mess ups. These feel like, I was like, how
0: do they keep messing this up? It feels like they're, which I guess means, I think, it, I think they a good did it job. On yeah. That yeah. like
1: they're making it that realistic that it feels like they're on purpose. I think they
0: actually have been doing it on purpose just on Or accident. they're just trying to just...
1: fix what you still think. Because last week you said that they thought that they were just fixing what they were doing before. No,
0: it was weird to have Chris Jericho back for one week and he's like, he's gone. But that's know? what I said. So I, I, it's either they've been planning this the whole entire time and they always wanted a um, uh, Shane to be the referee mm-hmm. for SummerSlam, and they're like, wow. "Well, they we're," or they've been screwing up some match and they're like, "Man, let's Shane just turn it into a story, yeah, yeah turn it into a storyline." That, oh, that seems more. Oh, that's way more likely.
1: <laughs> but like, it was just so obvious that Kevin Holmes wasn't pinned. He even the, on top he of wasn't that, nearly as mad as I thought he should
0: be. On top of that. AJ Styles completely <laughs> rolls his hips so he's not sitting on Kevin Owens so he can get his so shoulders up. So he can off. get his shoulders up,
1: yeah. Um, he
0: readjusts like 3 times. Like it, in a in a 3 count he readjusts.
1: I'm still not over the I'm still not over the Battleground finish, which I don't understand. It had to be because that meant, had to something be messed something it messed where up, there. up yeah. there. Because they, but they said was, they didn't play it up at I all. I think
0: it was supposed to be a screwy finish and they didn't get a screwy finish. Yeah. That's what it is. But I just, I keep it, trying, I was like, what well, was it, explain to me what it was supposed to be. Again, I watched that over again. They knocked I that riff
1: down three times as if to c- correct it because they weren't in the position yet. And then they were just like, screw it, we, screw don't, it. we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. I'm just going to keep, gonna keep my shoulders down. <laughs> I don't know. So, so a, that
0: was weird. So SmackDown had, um, obviously it started off with the Kevin Owens and AJ Styles fight. The match was fine until the end, as usual, as they <laughs> yeah. have been. I don't like that. uh,
1: I don't know. I just. Kevin almost, I think, should have demanded more from Shane. I like the Shane Kevin Owens dynamic. I like it so much that when they did the draft last year, I was very surprised that they put Kevin on Raw because I thought it was obvious that they were going to put him with Shane so mm-hmm. that they can mess with each other because they just obviously just work really well together. Yeah, they do. They clearly don't like each other. I don't know if they really nah, don't like I, each other, Kevin but Kevin Owens they is just, actually a pretty you know, nice guy in real life. Um, so. uh, yeah i'm sure jim Cornette agrees with you uh and the idea of him fighting shane at Summerslam, while i know a lot of people like well shane you know isn't the shane that he used to be 20 years ago because it was 20 years ago yeah but you say that he had had a great matchup with aj styles Styles at wrestlemania yeah i know that um but that's my point is that i really thought that they were gonna do kevin versus shane i mean they still might do kevin versus shane somewhere down the line i think
0: that that could be inevitably happen
1: i don't it's like this where, like, I think that's, it's so obvious that I almost feel like there's going to do some twist which won't happen because it just involves too much where, like, and then Shane screws AJ and they turn heels over the US toad. That doesn't make That's not a main event angle. So that's not going to happen. But it's just, so AJ will win and then Kevin will be mad at Shane about it and then they'll get into a big fight where maybe he'll beat up Shane and Shane will be gone uh, for a while and he'll come back at WrestleMania, something like that, maybe.
0: Sure. Um, um, probably one of the better matches of the night was uh, Rusev and Gable. That match. was great. It was an awesome match.
1: Gable. So here's it. I I I texted you guys about it right when it happened. Yeah. Until Rusev beat him, but they had to have Rusev beat him because again, you texted so me he, at like
0: one forty in the morning. It's when I'm watching wrestling. Yeah, I realize that now.
1: <laughs> and Rusev um is going to fight Orton at SummerSlam, so he had to win something yeah, yeah. before he loses again at SummerSlam. and But be, until that moment, Gable was wrestling like either they're writing an angle which I don't know how they'll explain it where it turns out that Jason Jordan is not actually Kurt Angle's son but that Chad Gable is his son. And they I don't know how gr- they explain why Chad they, would they not... They get the tests mixed up. They get the tests mixed up. That would be a great backstage yeah, segment. So... And then and, and then and they turn not... Chase and
0: Heel. And no, maybe it's not even an accident. They don't know
1: it. And they don't know it, maybe. But it's just he was wrestling <clears> like <throat> I'm gonna try and do as many homages to Kurt Angle yeah. in this match as I possibly For can. Sure. And it was awesome. Yeah. When someone wrestles like Kurt Angle, it means you're getting a quasi Kurt Angle match. All of those like no no release uh suplexes, I just miss suplexes. I miss Kurt Angle and I miss Kurt Angle wrestling, Crispin Wall, where they do like
0: 30 suplexes in a row against each other um but that was great until rusev won so then um, uh, the main event obviously is nakamura and cena whoever wins this fights uh jinder mahal at SummerSlam for I, the belt how do you feel about the match
1: um the match itself was fine i thought it was it was solid it was solid yeah. um i still i was someone asked me today I was like so what happened on smackdown i went well shinsuke nakamura wrestled john cena for a number one contendership and he kicked him in the face and then pinned him. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that was it. So and that's got... exactly what should have happened, but I still can't believe that it happened. Yeah, I know. You, you said this wasn't going to happen on there's, the podcast I was like, last week. I,
1: because of the way they it was like, there's no way they have the balls. Because it just seems like they have It's not that they haven't been using Nakamura. It's just that they were kind of highlighted him. And then they brought him down, which is what I said, is that they'd like to tear people down and see if they can yeah, rise yeah. above it, which I...
0: Mm. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah.
1: Uh, but then... It's part of it is that that's why I don't like the money in the bank sometimes because people have direction and then they all just kind of get lopped into it. So what I was saying about Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, like, this isn't over. It just seems like it is because they all have to pretend like they don't care about their existing rivalries because they have a big multi-man match. It's why the lead up to WrestleMania gets so weird because people go into the Royal Rumble and then they go into the Elimination Chamber match. And then some of those guys go like, well... You seem like a guy who has no directions that will put you in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And it just sucks. They have too much of that kind of stuff going on. But I think that based on what they've been doing with him, how I'm not upset about it. It's just I can't believe that it happened. I can't believe that it happened.
0: There's one spot in this match where I almost had to look away because I thought he broke John Cena.
1: I, didn't th- I did not think that it looked that
0: bad. It looked. Uh, go watch the replay because Cena's neck and head is gone. Well, no, I know. And well, his shoulders are. T- well, he did a, what, a dragon suplex? Is yeah. Is that what it's called? Um, um, and dropped Cena completely right on his head.
1: The dragon suplex is a incredibly dangerous move.
0: Yeah. Kenny Omega likes to do it from the s- top rope. From the top so, rope? Yeah
1: and then wrestle for 25 minutes afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Um the SummerSlam 2000 that I keep telling you to watch has a two out of three falls match between Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho where they have that spot and it's way worse than this right. one. Which yeah. is why I think maybe why I cuz I see it in New Japan all the time. I see Yeah, it, you, you I've, see it. And in I used New Japan to see a it a lot in WWF a long time ago. So this one was bad. But it's up. not just that. Watch the John Cena Lesnar match yeah. from 2014. Yeah, I've Cena seen that, Yeah. When Cena falls on his neck, it's like he doesn't he's... do it often enough. He doesn't protect himself the way nah, you think he that he yeah. would. He falls really sharp on his on the back of his neck. I think maybe just because he's like he's a I, dude, I got, got it. Take you know, it. like yeah, he he's...
0: <laughs> he takes bumps weirder anyway because he takes them mostly on his arms. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Uh, I, I don't um, know. It looked really bad. He got up. He was fine. Um, I was say, he's
1: Cena. He he brushes it off.
0: Um. And after the match, even knock more, you can say uh, see him walk up to him and say, "I'm so sorry." And Cena tells him, "Don't be sorry. It was awesome." Yeah. So. Um. He apparently is not hurt. So. But it was really scary to see because I don't want to see nobody get hurt. I don't want to see Cena get hurt. There's and then I don't want already. Nakamura hurting people in WWE well
1: I mean I'm sure that if Nakamura had broken John Cena's neck we all know that Bret Hart would say that it was Seth Rollins fault um but even if he hadn't there's something about Japanese wrestlers it's they don't speak uh English English as well even the ones that speak English so I've always been I've always wondered about the disconnect of going over spots during the match Especially I do casino. casino calls, um, so yeah, um, because they're so stiff, typically, if, if they wrestle a stiff style, when they come over and over Chris Jericho tells a story about being really frustrated with Yoshi uh, Yoshitashi Yoshi and he, uh, not you. I want to say Yoshihashi, but that's not right. Um, different person. And, different person, completely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that where uh, he would come over, and he his whole thing was about kicking people, but they were so soft because he was trying not to be stiff. And if you just naturally kick people, sometimes it's hard to make to hold back and not look like you're holding back if you're just so used to going full at it. And he was doing like a show. I think they were doing a tour in Japan, and Jericho was excited because he thought now that we're like doing house shows and we're here, it'll be okay. Just give me everything that you got. And then he was still holding back. And he does something where he like like slaps him. He does something intentionally to piss the guy off. And then he gets pissed off. And he kicks oh, actually, him off. I, I have and he's like, good, talk about more this. of that. Uh, Keep doing that. And I like that Cena has an, obviously has enough um, uh, weight to throw around that he can take it. And if he wants to take it, Nakamura should give it to him. He's like, please do yeah, everything yeah. you can. If you're going to make a moment, it needs to this be in this moment. match yeah, right yeah. now. So so, I was happy to see him. I, like it's terrible, but it's like what you were wincing at is exactly the style no, it was you want Nakamura it was good. to and, do. And
0: I want Nakamura to be more his style. And I like to see him put up against guys that can, you know, be that style and be able like to take that style and be able to. Like Jinder run Mahal. With it. And Jinder Mahal might be I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I actually think that the match is going to be good. Jinder Mahal can do that kind of style. He has a more old school style about him. Well the positive He is kind of stiff himself. Very stiff. Yeah. And the thing
1: about Mahal, I think I'd like to think more than anybody. Anybody. If he's getting a WWE title defense at SummerSlam, it doesn't matter who it is. I'd like to think that he'd be like this match is going to be, it's awesome, gonna be awesome regardless. Yeah, I got to make it awesome. he seems to seem to have that yeah. attitude. Because I feel he's really delivered since he's become champion, which yes. I did not think. SmackDown, so what, what yeah. is this How year? How does that happen? What is it, so, okay, so then also, so the SummerSlam is, so far, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the U.S. title with Shane McMahon as the referee. Natalia. Natalia. I'm I shouldn't laugh at that. I mean I like Natalia. Natalia Naomi for the women's title. So that would be the smoke break. Go ahead. Oh, don't say stuff like that.
0: <laughs> Uso's. The revolution. Usos and I love the Usos Oh yeah, the Usos the the New is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The
1: New Day. I mean the Usos have been great ever since they turned around rest,
0: uh, last year. Uh Alexa
1: Bliss and Bailey. Uh... Uh, Bailey
0: might have got hurt uh, Monday night, so really? we don't know. Yeah. Okay.
1: The fatal four way. Yeah. Which I like that. It keeps Samoa Joe in the mix, and the Roman Braun stuff can continue, and I think it, that match will be great. And then Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal for the WWE title. Which and be- Rusev versus... What is John going to do? Fight
0: Chad Gable? I actually think... Oh, no. Yeah, I have no idea. I think he's going to get put in today, Jay. No, they can't. No, they can't do that. Oh, so this is what happened after the break. I mean, after the show went off air. I don't know if you saw it. It was on 205. I I saw it on YouTube. So John Cena and Nakamura are celebrating in the ring. Uh, Baron Corbin jumps Nakamura, Mm -hmm. and John Cena comes out and helps him. So I think actually uh, Baron Corbin and Cena are going to have a match. Oh, okay. That can work. I remember when Corbin was... That's a lot of matches, no, for
1: SummerSlam. It's going to be four hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, they haven't said it's going to be four hours, but it probably probably will be. Once they make something four hours, they don't go back. They don't add time, and then go never mind people don't seem to like it we oh. had
0: a um a billion from the future flicks whiz billion uh mm-hmm. podcast sent us in like a kind of a his his predictions of what he thinks and uh, he said this before smackdown happened so okay. so he says uh nakamura wins on smackdown becomes number one contender at SummerSlam. either nakamura will win and then corbin will cash in right away beat him and mm-hmm. become a champ and thus you know keeping their feud going Either that or Corbin interrupts the match, cashes in on gender, wins the Uh belt, and then pisses off Nakamura, and they still continue to feud next pay-per-view. You know, they fight for the belt.
1: That's why I I don't like the idea... Corbin is... The whole thing that ruins all of it is that I don't think Corbin's the kind of character, in general, that would carry that stupid blue-looking... That blue briefcase for a long time. Yeah, I agree. But... That's why I was saying the thing about Sami Zayn is that Sami Zayn character-wise, I love Sami Zayn is one of my favorites, but he's the kind of guy that if you found out he was the shortest reigning WWE champion because he's the underdog like from the underground, you'd be like, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Nakamura should not be a guy who wins and then gets cashed in on unless they're going to do a big him coming back to get the belt. But I don't know. I mean, I don't they,
0: they can do something like where gender does something to Nakamura. Nakamura does something back to him, or they you know they both can't move. Mm-hmm. Corbin cashes in on gender. Yeah, he loses that way. So that way, Baron... Nakamura doesn't have the belt, so he doesn't have to have the belt for two seconds or anything like that.
1: Yeah, because I don't, I don't like Nakamura being a transitional. I don't, I don't either. Be. I hate that. And I understand the idea of well, gender was working better than we thought. And we have to get the belt off of him somehow, and you can't just have Baron versus. And I'm gender. actually
0: completely fine with uh, gender keeping the belt at at SummerSlam. I- I'm not against that. What?
1: What but world I, is that where that's what's I happening? Know, At SummerSlam. You're like I want SummerSlam
0: to end with Jinder Mahal holding up the WWE champion. I don't What I does don't, that even mean? I don't mind it. I, I guess want
1: Nakamura.
0: But I want Nakamura to win the belt eventually, but is this the right time?
1: I don't even care about it being the right time. You just want him to I win just, the just belt. don't want him to win the belt and then, then a month later down.
0: he doesn't have the belt. Yeah, I I agree with I that. I don't
1: like that. Sure. It's too it's it's treating him too they've been treating him too complacently. It would make him be like Bray Wyatt and then like, he's one of our top guys. He was champion for a while. Remember? And it's just like, what about momentum? Like, he, he'll he lose all momentum.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know? All right, well, we're going to start closing out the podcast. Okay. I agree. We're going to talk about SummerSlam, obviously, more as it starts getting closer.
1: Question. Will Will, in fact, James Ellsworth... Deep Good out of God. his suspension before SummerSlam. Yeah, he will be actually. Okay, he only had thirty God. days. Okay.
0: So, so looking Working forward that to in. that. Is Work that next that week in. or
1: is it what? Well, I didn't see any advertisements. You think that they would be heavily advertising? If yeah, he coming they, they back most next definitely week, would so. be. Yeah. She's still wearing, wearing a like,
0: Save Elsworth shirt. Yeah. So,
1: see, I think it's more likely for Carmella to cash in
0: at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, you think?
1: SummerSlam has had several cash ins. Right. So at this point, I feel like.
0: That's where it should. should shouldn't people
1: see it coming at this point, though? So then, should they not? I feel like they shouldn't do it because
0: everybody thinks it's gonna. It happen. would
1: just. It just seems like a repeat of what they've done before. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean they won't do at it at the
0: moment. Corbin or her don't have a match at SummerSlam, so I know.
1: Well, I, it'll probably be Cena
0: and Corbin. Yeah, it probably will be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because C- Cena's got to have a match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah.
1: Maybe he'll. Um, oh, that's that's the only. It's the only option. Him yeah. or Chad Gable. Or some kind of one-off. Maybe he's the one that attacked Brisango,
0: which was an awesome segment this week, <laughs> by the way. All right. So anyway, we have been uh, Nerds of the Swear Circle. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you leave the podcast five stars on iTunes. How many uh, stars? Five. All the stars. All Every. Stars. All the stars. If you can leave us more than five, do that. Yeah. Uh, write us a nice review about how awesome we are or how much we suck. Whatever, or how much what, we suck. Whatever you want to do. It's fine. It's up to you. But make sure it's all the stars. Um, we will be back um, next week. We release a podcast every Friday unless we don't. Unless we don't. Unless we don't. We have been your hosts. I am Snarf Chris.
1: And I'm Sam Jericho.
0: And everybody send angry messages to the do with headband telling them they want him back on the show. Unless you don't. Unless you don't. <laughs> and then send angry messages anyway. Alright, we'll see you next week. Thank y'all.